0: In 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, Paul said, Lest Satan should get advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. In this section of Scripture, Paul is talking about forgiving, that we must forgive those who offend us. For if we do not forgive those who offend us, Satan can move into our life and cause evil. The devil will try to get us to carry a grudge, to get even with those who offend us, to hate and despise, to live in unforgiveness, to avenge the wrong done against us, and to do the works of the flesh. In Romans chapter 12, the Apostle Paul told us what to do to keep this from happening. Start at verse 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. As much as lieth in you. You can take up an offense and strike back, or you can depend on God to judge and set it straight. So this is a very important rule for us. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. The devil will try to get us to do the works of the flesh, which are as follows, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, Witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, to outdo one another, to rise to the top, to beat the other person, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, and revilings. Paul said, Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That's in Galatians 5, verses 19 through 21. The works of the flesh, hatred, adultery, fornication. Concerning fornication, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 Warns us about fornication. At the time of sexual intercourse, the two become one flesh. And Paul says in that scripture to the men, even if you have sex with a harlot, you become one flesh with that prostitute. So he says, flee fornication. Every sin that man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. That's in First Corinthians chapter six. Adultery, in First Corinthians chapter ten verse thirteen, we read. There is no temptation except that which is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. The temptation to adultery and fornication. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen is very important for you to meditate upon because these temptations are common to man. But God is faithful. It's not your own strength that you go in. God is faithful to make a way to escape. He won't allow you to be tempted above that. You are able. In other words, you are able to resist this. You are able to go in the way of escape in the situation, the way God shows you to go. When you really want to escape, God will show you how to escape. It's up to you to go that direction. Witchcraft is living in superstitions. We sometimes did that before we were born again. But after we are born again, we must not live in superstitions. Our future comes from God. Our prosperity comes from God. Our luck comes from God when we are born again hatred hatred is very common to the natural man god makes a way of escape that we may be able to bear it variance to strive to debate to argue even for a good cause is wrong it's a work of the flesh All the debating and arguing, these are works of the flesh. And of course, you think you're right. You wouldn't argue if you didn't think you were right. But commit the situation to God and let him judge it. And it's very good to pray what David prayed. Psalm 51, verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a right spirit within me. Wrath is wanting your enemy to get what's coming to him. But remember, God saved you. Wouldn't you rather your enemy be saved and therefore become one spirit with you? Strife, that's a work of the flesh seditions seditions is a work of the flesh that thing of wanting to rise up against the law or wanting to rise up against the government of man wanting to hate a certain ruler wanting to vote and replace him with another ruler all of these things are works of the flesh instead Paul told Timothy, pray for the rulers so that we can live a quiet and peaceable life. First Timothy chapter 2, start at verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. That is something you have to keep before you and think about in order to do. When Donald Trump was president, I prayed that he not be allowed to start a nuclear war. With Biden as president, I have prayed several times that he not get us involved in a war. Pray so that you can live in peace, so that we can live in peace. It doesn't say overthrow the government. In fact, overthrowing the government is the sedition. And it doesn't say to hate the other political party. That is a work of the flesh. Paul says that those who do such things as that will not inherit the kingdom of God. The way of Christ, the Christian way, is just exactly opposite from the way of of this world so read those scriptures dealing with the works of the flesh and know that these are not the ways of god they're opposite to the way of god and i remind us that paul says those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of god Matthew chapter 5, Jesus says, verse 39, But I say unto you, that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. Now, these are ways that are very much opposite from what we want to do. These are ways of the Spirit. And we want to go in the way of the flesh. But we can overcome by choosing to go in the way of the Spirit instead of hating, choosing to love. So verse 39 of Matthew 5, Jesus says, But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at the law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile with him, go with him two miles. Everything we can see with our natural eye will be destroyed by God at the end of this world. 2 Peter chapter 3, start at verse 10, to read that. It will all pass away. Nothing will be here that we can see with our natural eye. Jesus said in John chapter 18, verse 36, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I not be turned over to the Jews but my kingdom is not from hence we have to learn that our kingdom is not from this world Hebrews 11 talks about the righteous people considering this world they are strangers and pilgrims just passing through this world for us we are strangers and pilgrims who are just waiting to be taken off this earth by the second coming of Jesus and be taken to the new heaven and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. These are concepts of God which need to be rooted inside us. So look at Second Peter, chapter 3 start at verse 10 look at revelation 21 start at verse 1 because the apostle john saw a vision of the new heaven and new earth and look at john 18 verse 36 where jesus says his kingdom is not of this world Keep those scriptures in front of you. Let them go deeper into you. It takes you an opposite way from this world. The devil wants you to go in the way of the world. We resist him by going in the way of God. You can read Matthew chapter 4, the first few verses, where Jesus was tempted of the devil. The devil tempted Jesus at the point of his desire. He had fasted in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He was afterward hungry. So the devil is going to hit him at that point of temptation. Matthew chapter 4 verse 3. And when the tempter came to Jesus, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. Prove yourself. Plus, he'll get his desire, the greatest desire at that moment for Jesus, was food, hunger. He had hunger after fasting 40 days. So he hit him just exactly at the point of desire. So it is not unusual if the devil hits you at the exact point of your desire. You desire for your husband to be saved, and the devil will hit you right there. Well, that won't happen. But if you've heard from God on the subject, then keep that before you. Because the devil will come at the point of your desire. Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The next temptation, The devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written he shall give his angels charge concerning thee and in their hands they shall bear thee up lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Prove you of God. Jesus said unto him it is written again thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. The next temptation verse 8. Again the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then Jesus saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve then the devil leaveth him and behold angels came and ministered unto him that third temptation showing you the glory that you can have if only you will do this thing that the devil wants you to do the devil may be operating through your boss at work do this and you'll be rewarded But you know it's wrong to do that. What do you do? God help me. You cry out to God for help. And very often when you do that, God will remind you of a scripture which gives you the strength to go in the way of God in the matter at hand. When tempted, we turn to God in prayer. God help me. Pay attention to anything that the Holy Spirit shows you after that, for that is the way we'll resist the devil and he will flee from us after we resist the devil with the word God gives us. I have found that all you have to do is say, God help me, and then rejoice in the word and the devil flees from me. Here's a, example of that in 2021 all of a sudden I was just bombarded with thoughts from devils what happened to you if if you can't walk what if you get to where you can't walk you can't live where you're living now you'll have to go to an old folks home I cried out God help me it was like I was just being hit on both sides of the face like boxing pow, 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 these negative thoughts that the devil was sending me. And I cried out, God, help me. And I heard a word from God, by the Spirit of God, God will supply all your need. And I said, oh, that's right. God will supply all my need. So if this happens, there's no problem. God will supply whatever I need in that situation. The devil fled and did not bring me any more negative thoughts that day. He fled from me. That's the way spiritual warfare works. Take the matter to God. He will not fail you. But when he gives you a word, I just automatically rejoiced in that word I heard. Oh, that's right. That's right. Another example was a friend sent me a birthday card, and she put in it the story of all the activities she was doing with her husband and her daughter and her granddaughter. And I heard, you are dead, and your life is hid. They can't see my life. It looks like I have no life. But my life is hid in Christ, and when he appears, then you will appear with him. And that's Colossians chapter 3. And the minute I heard those words from the Holy Spirit, I was rejoicing. If I had not heard from the Holy Spirit, I think the words in that note could have been used by a devil to cause me to be depressed. When I go to the Physician, the nurse practitioner at the health center to get a prescription refilled. When I go to her, the woman that takes down the information on her little form that tells questions to ask me, one of the questions is, Are you depressed? And I always just say to her, Depression tries to come to me. But I turn to God in prayer, and he works it out, and I'm not depressed. And those, the nurses that take the information down, usually, they're just delighted in that. Depression tries to come to us, but we turn to God, and he lifts us up. Many times I say, oh God, please help me. Get through this day please fill this day for me and he does and the day flies by and he gives me things to do and before I know it it's the end of the day and sometimes I remember oh I prayed that God would help me get through this day and he did thank you for allowing me to share this with you today